Hello everyone, welcome to the Queen City Soccer Show. On today's episode, we're going to be discussing the Copa America final between Argentina and Brazil, the European Championship final between England and Italy, and the United States men's national team opened up Gold Cup play with a 1-0 win over Haiti, and we're going to be dissecting that all three of those games, and we will be discussing what's to come for the United States. Charlotte has got some news, uh, got a new assistant manager, but we will be discussing that all in today's episode. So yeah, let's go ahead and just break it down. Um, the Cup America final, Messi getting his getting the silverware with Argentina. Um, I mean, it's uh, it's a great thing. I, I'm a Messi fan. Um, I think he is the greatest of all time the greatest I've ever seen for sure. Um, but to see him lift that trophy for, for Argentina and get that monkey off his back was pretty cool. Um, and, and held Di Maria with the long goal in the game. Uh, and Argentina went in one nil. Um, it was also great to see, you know, Messi's leadership after the game during the trophy uh, presentation when they, some of the players were clowning on Brazil and he kind of shut them down. Um, and then obviously Neymar coming over to, to congratulate Messi. And I mean, it was, Pretty good to see. I mean, it, like I said, I, it's great to see, a, in my opinion, the greatest of all time, you know, silence some of the haters. But, yeah, there really wasn't much to the Cup of America final. Um, that was not the case for the European final between England and Italy. Man, this was a, a, a game that was on a knife's edge the entire time. I mean, England come out through Luke Shaw in the second minute and get a goal. I mean, Luke Shaw was incredible the entire tournament. To me, he was – between him and Jordan Pickford, but to me, Luke Shaw was uh, was England's man of the tournament, and he was he was great again. He was, I mean, he was some beautiful, beautiful balls, um, and and again, the goal to to open the scoring for the for England and for the first 10, 15 minutes, England, you know, England kind of controlled things, but man, after that that first fifteen, maybe twenty minutes, it was. After that, it was just – it was Italy. I mean, at first they were tapping on the door, then they were knocking, and then they just beating the door down. I mean, it was – the goal was coming. Um, I mean, if you were watching the game, you could just feel – you were like, yeah, it's uh, it's not looking good for England. I mean, it was unbelievable. Gary Salgate made no changes. I mean, it was – I was sitting there the whole time, and I was like, I have no idea what he's doing. Like, what you have – Jack Grealish, Sancho, Rashford, Bellingham. Uh, you had all these guys on the on the bench, and you didn't put them in until some of them three minutes before penalties. Why like it was it was uh it, it was some head scratching, and then you know obviously um, I mean I, unfortunately we've all seen the thing. Or the, all the abuse that the three uh, three guys who missed penalties for England have have seen or have have received the racist uh, abuse they've gotten and man it's it's sad um, it's sad that we're still dealing with that in 2021 but you know kind of beyond that as well it's I, in my personal opinion they shouldn't have been put in that situation how do you let Sako go last in you know in, in your penalty lineup it makes absolutely no sense you got Jordan Henderson sitting over there. Um, what like I I just don't get it. Um, yeah, I mean it, it was Jordan Pickford did all he could, um, saving two two uh, 
two penalties and in penalties and you know it's just one of those things you bring in, you bring on three players who have not been warm they haven't been doing anything you bring them straight in to take penalties and Sacco the biggest moment that anybody I mean it, it, that could have been Lionel Messi sitting there I mean we've seen Lionel Messi miss a penalty in Cove America final a few years ago I mean it's, it's a huge moment and to put it on him I just thought it was a little unfair I thought it was a little unfair to put it on uh to put Sancho and Rashford I think it was just an unfair thing I mean it'd been different if those guys had been playing and you had subbed them on but I don't know. It was uh, it was kind of heartbreaking to see England go out that way. But, you know, all credit to Italy. Italy was, was phenomenal. They were a rock in the back. They were – Donnarumma was incredible. I mean, to me, he was – obviously, he was the man of the tournament. But he was he was something else in that penalty shootout. And, I mean, throughout the entire tournament, I mean, England didn't allow a goal through the – from open play throughout the tournament um, until the final. I mean, it's a, it's a great uh, – I th- England has a lot to look forward to. Um, and, you know, the World Cup's just right around the corner. There's talks about Gareth Southgate wanting to um, – want to stay and, and be the manager for the World Cup. And we'll see. I mean – Managers usually don't last long in England, but we'll see. Um, yeah, big ups to Italy. I mean, that, and that's all you can really say to it. I mean, Mancini, I mean, was I think it's now 34, 34 unbeaten. Man, man, I mean, he's done an incredible job. I mean, think about it. They missed, they missed the World Cup the same year in 2018 when the U.S. did, and look at what they're doing. Um, so, that's. I mean, the U.S. can definitely take a page out of their, <clears throat> out of their notebook and – Speaking of the U.S., they played and they played last night and come out with a one 0 win against Haiti. Uh, you know, it it wasn't the best performance by any stretch of the imagination. It was there was, you know, that I, I really thought Daryl Dyke should have been starting. I mean, j- j- we know Burhalter has this love affair with Josie Zardes, but the man just he's inconsistent. I've said it from I've said it before. You know, when they preliminary roster. You know, he's just – he's inconsistent. And Daryl Dyke is electric. And you've seen that when he came on. I mean, he was he was threatening. Busio came on, and Busio had the crowd uh, the crowd going crazy, obviously, debuting in the home park of uh, Sporting Kansas City. And it was uh, – it was, I mean, again, it's three points, so you don't want to overreact. But it wasn't – it wasn't the uh, – the the dominant the dominant performance I mean to me it to me Haiti was the better half in the second in the second a better side in the second half I mean you know I don't know uh, I don't know I mean I, I would like to see Busio start I would like to see Daryl Dyke start um, I think Kellen Acosta was what uh, was good I thought Shat Moore was fantastic um, I thought you had some I thought you had some good, uh, some good things in there, but again, man, Yule and Lewis, it, it was it was not a good show, and um, you know I think they would be they would tell you that as well. And you know I don't uh, 
it's going to be interesting when we play Mexico and Canada. I mean, I know Canada's without Alfonso Davies now, but Canada is, I mean, they beat Martinique four to one top of the group for the U S and I mean, it's Canada is a, they're a threat and you just like to see a little bit, you'd like to see a little more um, from the U S and you know, it's, it's the first opening game of the gold cup. You know, you, you need to be patient, but it's, it's hard to do. And you know, we'll see how they do when they play Martinique in Thursday's game. And I'm I'm sure the the the, the side will be rotated a little bit, I would think. Um and yeah, just try to get another three points and just keep building. Um on the uh on Charlotte's on Charlotte FC front, we have a little news. Uh assistant coach was named Christian Latanzio. He was, he was the assistant coach at NYCFC, the technical coordinator for Man City's elite development squad. And he's going to be – he's the first uh, assistant assistant coach hired by Ramirez. By Ramirez. And uh, we'll see uh, we'll see how it goes. I mean, he his resume is fantastic. I mean, to be with Manchester City. And he was also with Nice from 2018 to 2020. And he, he's worked with Patrick Vieira. Who was who was the head coach of NYCFC, um, and he's also worked with Roberto Mancini, which you know, <laughs> you see what he just did. But yeah, I mean that's a here's a quote: "We are very excited to welcome Christian to the team," said Charlotte FC Sporting Director Zoran Cornetta. Sorry, uh, Christian has significant experience with the MLS and will bring invaluable knowledge and expertise to Miguel's coaching team. His soccer values, philosophy, and most importantly, style of play are aligned with the club, which makes him a great addition to Charlotte FC. And it's true. I mean, it's – I'm excited, man, that the front office is building something. And, and um, I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, so, yeah. So, that'll be it for today's episode, guys. Um, be sure to subscribe, tune in Thursday – or Friday, I'm sorry. Friday, we're going to – we're going to have another little – little reaction episode to the to the US and Martinique game. And yeah guys, just subscribe, follow us on Twitter, follow us on here, review, and I will see you guys next time on the Queen City Soccer Show. Thanks. Have a good day.